News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Wednesday night of Breaking with Brett Jensen, 704-570-1110. And guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And I want to start tonight because I will tell you this. There is some activity going on up in Raleigh concerning the budget and casinos and stuff like that. And we'll get into that in a little bit. And you may or may not already know, but I will, we'll go over that in a minute. And how Phil Berger, the uh, Senate leader, has got major, major egg on his face. And when you have your basically most of your party or half of your party turning against you, that's a problem. But we'll get into that later on. But I want to start tonight with this. So we get this all the time, you know, and you see the and you see things like this on morning TV shows, local TV shows. Well, they'll used to have like the the pet of the week, adopt the pet of the week, and they'll bring in a dog every week, like on a Thursday or Friday morning, and hopes to pull at your heartstrings. And um, who's the woman? I always forget the woman that uh, that sings that. Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin, thank you. Sarah McLaughlin in the background showing the dogs crying and all that. And you guys know that I'm a big dog person. You guys know that with Maggie. And we'll get to that in a minute because we're having more and more issues. And it's just good therapy to talk about it sometimes. So, but the, America, uh, the Animal Care and Control Center, they're like, look, they're trying to clear out 36 dog kennels. Because they're trying to do a kennel re- uh, renovation, right? And they're trying to do a renovation on the temporary holding dog kennels, the temporary holding area, with the dog kennels. And that was, that's going to start on the 27th. That's going to start next week. Because it needs a lot of upgrades. And during the capacity of this, when they're trying to upgrade, they're going to be losing 18 dog kennels. And those dog kennels are double capacity, so that's 36 kennel spaces that they're losing. So what they're asking is you can either adopt, you can foster, um, you can sponsor and team up with like a local doggy daycare or boarding facility to sponsor a stay for the, co- for the, you know, for the dog to stay there while they're doing the renovations. You can donate funds and all that stuff. And look. I know a lot of people are not happy with animal care control. I know there are a lot of people that are unhappy with a lot of the animal services. The big animal lovers think that sometimes it's just not enough, and they're still not doing things the right way. The Humane Society. I can't tell you how many complaints I get about the Humane Society here in Charlotte from, like, hardcore animal lovers that are my friends. That, and, and I get that. And I get it from animal care and control, and I get it from a lot of people about how they're not doing this right and things are bad, and I get it. And the reason I don't go to the pounds is because I know it would be hard for me to look at the dogs. And I know that. And when Mags was two or three years old, I thought about getting another dog. And having two... You know, so Mags wouldn't be by herself during the day or at night when I'd have these long you know, work days, you know, 13, 14, 15 hour work days. And I had no one to come by and take her out. 
Now, Maggie became a 16 and 17 hour dog, like I like to say. She could go for about 16, 17 hours before there was an accident in the house. And she might be able to have gone longer as she got more mature. But, you know, as a two or three year old, it was getting difficult. And I hated doing it. So, but I, but I, I went by there one time and I was specifically looking for particular types of breeds, like two or three different types of breeds. Didn't see anything there that I wanted or that would match what I was looking for. Although there were great dogs there. And I just remember going, I can't do this. And I did volunteer to show up and take dogs on walks that were in the kennel. Take them on the grounds and you just take them a walk, walk around the compound, just give them a little exercise, whatever. And I think I did that once. And I'm like, yeah, this is, I can't, can't, because every time I come here, I want to take like every single dog home. Like it was just, it's too brutal. I can't do it. My my heart, my emotions just can't handle that. Some people can do it. Oh, we're doing it for the dogs. It's bad for the dogs. I get that. But I just have a hard time because I want to take them all home. And that's why I would never be a good foster parent for animals. Just because if I have a dog and I'm caring for it at the house, unless it's just the Tasmanian devil and just hell on wheels and tearing, tearing everything up, I eventually would want to keep the dog. And I know that ultimately happens a lot, but... Some people can go, no, we're just going to foster the car dog until we get the forever home, and it's great. And they're that intermediary, like a foster. I mean, they're truly a foster family. I, I can't do that. I would get too emotionally attached. Well, so if you're looking to help or if you think you can help with either adoption or fostering a, you know, a, a dog until the time being, until they you know, get the kennels fixed and redone, because the kennels are approximately going to be done around November 1st. So you're looking about a month. You're looking at about five weeks of either adopting, fostering, sponsoring a dog to give it daycare um, or donating funds. So I just wanted to put that out there because we got that, we got that uh, little PSA earlier today. So for 36 dog kennels, which brings us to Maggie. On October 27th is when I took Maggie in because she was having all kinds of issues last year. And it was just weird stuff. And she was misdiagnosed almost immediately within two weeks of having kidney disease. So they pumped her full of meds, put her on special dog food, which can do irreparable damage. And it did. It, it, it jacked her up pretty good. And by January, I thought, I'm like, you know what? I've only just got a little bit left with her, like maybe a month, maybe two months, max. And was able to get a second opinion. And Cotswold Animal Hospital said, within the first visit, we are 99% sure your dog does not have kidney disease. So now, like I said, I told a lot of this on air, obviously. You've got one place saying yes. That's very well established in a big time, big time place. And another place that's been around, and they're like, we're completely opposite diagnosis. So I said, well, let's do this. Let's assume she has it, but let's let me not give her any kidney medicine for two weeks. We'll come back and retest it. 
and see if the levels went up, down, stay the same, whatever. And then we did it again after that. So we, I did two tests, two weeks apart each. And came back, no kidney disease, zero. Everything's great. We're getting her physical therapy. We're going to her water therapy. We started that at the end of March, early April. We started her water therapy. And where you know she's uh, walking on a treadmill inside this giant tub of heated water up to her armpits so she can't swim. And we go for physical therapy once a week for an hour. I'll say it all the time. Dog insurance. Get pet insurance, especially if you've got a dog. And if people ask all the time, well, Brett, what's your pet insurance? It's the easiest name in the history of the planet to remember. Petinsurance.com. It's part of nationwide insurance, so it's a national insurance. And, well, Brett, I don't know if I can afford to pay it. Let me tell you something. Maggie was 12 years old, and her monthly bill was $44 a month, $45 a month. 90% coverage with a 250 annual deductible. And it covers everything that's not pre-existing. And so, you know, Maggie's had surgeries where she swallowed something she wasn't supposed to swallow. That was $3,000. I got 2700 of it back because it's 90% coverage. True story. And you usually get it back within five business days. But honestly, usually it's like even faster. So everything's going great. And then June hits. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you where we are now with mags. Because, like I said, it's just good therapy to get this out there and talk about it. Because I haven't spoken to anybody about this. So we'll talk about this when we return. And, again, uh, the Animal Care and Control Center through Mecklenburg County is looking for help as well. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. I am Brett Jensen. Going up until 8 o'clock tonight, 704-570-1110. As always, that's the telephone number. And, guys, make sure you follow me on Twitter, or I should say make sure you follow me on X at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. Boy, let me tell you something. I've been getting a lot of questions about the Panthers. I mean, I was on WFNZ again today talking about the Panthers and – Pretty much said everything I said last night, just reiterated it. Three to five wins, that's what you can expect. They, there's a high probability of them starting out one and six, oh and six, and then before they play the Houston Texans. So, anyways. Uh, all right, let's get to uh, let's get to Mags. So everything's going great. Mags is going through therapy. Things are getting better. She's, you know, getting better from uh, getting jacked up with all that kidney medicine that the uh, one vet put her on. And it just, you know, she was getting better, getting better. Then all of a sudden, I go away for three days to Greensboro for the NCGOP. 
I come back. The last day that, or the day that I come back, I think I came back on a Friday. No, I take that back. I came back Saturday, late Saturday night. Picked her up Sunday. Sunday, she doesn't eat. And then we start the process that we've been dealing with since June of her not eating. And we've tried everything. There's two different types of medicine to make dogs eat. One's in a liquid form, one's in a pill form. We've done both. Sometimes she'll eat for, she'll get on a kick where she'll eat for a week and a half and then just stop again. We've done hard food. We've done soft food. She won't eat her favorite uh, treats, her milk bones, her dentist sticks. She won't eat it. She won't eat anything. And it's all I can do just to get any, like the other day I was hand feeding her. Truly sitting in the floor, hand feeding her. Letting her eat out of my hand because she wouldn't eat out of the bowl. I've put food on plates thinking, okay, well, it's not her metal bowl. Maybe she hates her metal bowl. I don't know. Putting it on ceramic plates, putting it in bowls, like regular soup bowls that I have. Trying everything. And then on Saturday, I went to Harris Teeter and bought 30 pounds worth, or excuse me, $30 worth of uh, chicken breasts, skinless chicken breasts, boneless chicken breasts, two giant packs, and boiled the hell out of them. Or at least one pack, the other pack's still frozen. And was feeding her chicken, just plain boiled chicken. And she seemed to like that for about a day and a half, or three days, four days. And then yesterday, And today, I can't get her to eat again. And so, my Maggie's physical therapist is begging to do a diagnostic test on cancer. Because golden retrievers are basically more prone to cancer than just about any other dog. And, you know, Maggie is 14 years and four months. That's her age. 14 years, four months. So we're going to try and see if we can't get Maggie in tomorrow. Because here's the thing, and some of you may be sitting at home going, Brett, why are you talking about your dog? Like, there's news going on. Why are you talking about your dog? Well, there are a couple of reasons. When I moved to Charlotte in 2009, I moved into my place on August 4th, 2009. I got Maggie August 9th. I got her five days later when I moved back here uh, from Athens, Georgia. So she's been with me 14 years and four months. The other thing is, is that a lot of you, and this is the really cool part, and part that means a lot to me, a lot of you, if I see you out in public, will always ask, how's Maggie? You guys have called here. You guys have sent me emails. You've sent me private messages on Instagram or excuse me, Facebook and Twitter, asking about Maggie. And so I really appreciate that. And so, because I know a lot of you are dog lovers out there as well, and you may understand what I'm going through. I mean, maybe not the eating part, but, I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, I've tried, over the last two months, three months, I've probably spent $600 on different types of dog food between 
specialty order food that you have to keep in the refrigerator to, and she'll eat it for a while, and it looks like we're over the corner, over the hump, and then she just stops again. So we're going to see about getting her. I'm going to see if I can't take her tomorrow and see have them do all kinds of like um, x-rays and ultrasounds and blood work and everything else because it is uh, it is a never ending challenge and dogs just don't stop eating she's cognitively still there it's not like she's got alzheimer's or dementia or anything like that all that's still good no issues it's just she doesn't want to eat and there's got to be a reason there has to be a reason so hopefully we can find out because she's too old to do surgery so hopefully it's something that is fixable without having to try to put her to sleep. But, um, but anyways, thanks for just letting me talk about this. And like I said, some of you may be going, okay, Brett's dog again. But like I said, and there is some state news that we're going to talk about going on up in Raleigh. Because by the time you wake up Friday morning, we will have a state budget. Come with me now. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Going up until 8 o'clock, 704-570-1110. And spoke to a lot of people today about what's going on up in Raleigh. Also, I know that uh, the uh, the Speaker of the House put out on Twitter what's going on. Tim Moore put some concerns what's going on with the budget. Because, let's be honest, Senate Majority Leader Phil Berger could not have misread the room any more than he already has. Like this, seriously, like I've had people call it Burger's Folly and how this has been a debacle from day one for Phil Berger. Trying to put a casino in a county that said it didn't want the, the, the casino. Rockingham County is this little nothing of a county north of Greensboro. I want to say it's where Ruffin is, I think. I think that's right. And which is north of Greensboro. And there's nothing there. Like, when I say nothing there, I mean nothing there. And, yeah, that's I'm right. That's, that's where Rockingham County is. Reedsville, Madison, that whole area, right? Reedsville is what maybe the most famous town. And I think, like I said, I think Ruffin's up in that area. And it's right on the border of Virginia. It's a nothing county. Nobody lives there. And But that's where Burger's from. And he tried, and he wanted to put a casino there. And the county commissioners of Rockingham County said, no, 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 no. We don't want a casino. We don't want the mafia. We don't want the hookers. And I, and I say that facetiously, but that's what you always hear when they were talking about casinos and gambling earlier, sports gambling. That's what you kept hearing. We don't want sports gambling in North Carolina. And actually, this was actually coming from Democrats going, mafia and hookers. That's what we're going to get in North Carolina. Mafia in the hookers. Well, so anyway, so Mark Garrison and I make jokes about that. But they didn't say that, I don't think. But they probably. But there's a reason why they didn't want it. They didn't want any part of it. But yet Phil Berger is insisting, 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 insisting that Rockingham County getting, like, no. He lost damn near half his party on the Republican side and the House side going, no, it's not happening. We're, we don't want it. 
Nobody wants it. You're the only one who wants it. You and like reps from Anson, Anson County and a couple other places that would benefit from it. Nobody else wanted it. So then I was told, what's today, Wednesday? I was told late Monday night. Late Monday night, I was told that, all right, here's what they're going to do. Just to get the budget passed, because the budget has a lot of big things in it. Teacher raises, cop raises, the biggest tax cut in North Carolina history for individuals. I want, I want to say that again. The biggest tax cut for individuals in North Carolina history is in this budget. Teacher pay raises are in this budget. Raises for cops are in this budget. The Medicaid, Medicare expansion is in this budget. Well, what I was told was going to happen Monday night was that, well, he's going to take out the casino part of the budget because they were trying to hide it in the budget. That's what they are trying to do. Going, well, you have to vote for this because you want the tax cuts and the, and the teachers and, and all that, the Medicaid. It never got to the, never got to the, uh, the floor, never got to the vote because they would kill it. I was like, nope, we're not doing it. So Monday night I was told that Berger had decided, all right, fine. We'll take out the casino part of the bill. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to tie it to Medicaid. So we're going to vote on the, on the budget, and then we'll vote separately as a package deal the casinos and the Medicaid, because that way all the Democrats will vote for it. Well, that wasn't going to happen either. And so now the budget will be voted on tomorrow. It's a two-part deal. It's like a two-day thing, a two-part deal. It, has to, it takes two days to do it. So Berger, Phil Berger, with just just not just eggs on his face, but rotten eggs on his face, and everyone turned against him. When you have Republicans in the House and the, and the governor, who's a Democrat, siding together against a Republican, that's a problem. That's a problem. And Phil Berger embarrassed himself and found out he didn't have as much power as he thought he had. Or, or let me take that back, as much influence as he thought he had. He thought he could strong-arm people, and he failed miserably. Now, talking to someone earlier today, said that Phil Berger will have a long memory, and a lot of things that maybe certain representatives want funded will get axed and cut drastically. So he'll fight back with all of this. So the casino bill is dead at least until next year when they start the session again, and then it will be voted on separately. And if you're not voting for it now, I don't know why you'd vote for it next year unless Berger's just going to try and blackmail you in a legal way, I should say. Scratch my back, we'll scratch yours. Scratch my back for a casino that my own people in the county don't want and have said they don't want. All right. So when you wake up Friday morning, supposedly, and we've been hearing this for the last three weeks, supposedly there will be a budget. They're going to vote tomorrow, and then at 12.01 a.m., 
is when they're going to vote. 12.01 a.m. Not, not sure why 6 a.m., not sure why it's not 7 a.m., 8 a.m., but at 12.01 a.m., they're going to vote. So they're going to start Thursday night, go late, and just knock it out because it has to be separate days, and then at 12.01, do part two. So, that, I mean, I guess that way they're condensing it instead of going there Thursday and then coming back and doing it again on Friday. They just say, hey, you know what, let's start the session late. I don't know, maybe 5, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, I don't know. And then once it gets to 12.01, let's finish up and get part two done because it'll be a separate day. So that's probably what's going to happen. But I just find it interesting when people who think they have major influence suddenly find out the hard way they don't. That's always interesting to me. And that happened to Vilma Leak over the last year. Mecklenburg County Commissioner, she found out she doesn't have the power. She found that out the hard way. She wanted someone else. She tried to do a coup d'etat to get a new county commission chairman, get rid of George Dunlap. Failed. Tried to get a new, uh, tried to make Stephanie Sneed the new CMS board chair, get rid of Elise Dashu. Failed. She tried that coup d'etat, too. Both failed. So, the Black Faith Alliance, and it just, and, and Bill Malik, that just doesn't have the power that it once had. Or, or let me say that back. It doesn't have the influence it thought it had. And Berger found out really quickly over the last several months he didn't have that either. It doesn't matter how much you strong arm or huff and puff. When your own county says it doesn't want it and the majority of the legislatures and the people up in Raleigh are like, we don't want this thing. Nobody wants this thing. Phil Berger just wants it because he wants to put one in his county, which has 18 people in it. So, anyways, waking up Friday morning, you should have a budget if everything goes according to plan. But, hey, we're talking about North Carolina politics, and we know how that works out. It's amazing. Like, when you start talking about Nebraska or, you know, Washington State, you start talking about these other states, there's nothing quite like North Carolina politics, baby. From the local level to the state level. There is nothing like it. All right, when we come back, let's call uh, talk about a couple other things, and we'll send you off into the night. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. A few more minutes, almost exactly eight minutes to go. Before we send you off into the night, I'm going to tell you, not a big fan of walking out at 6.30 at night and it's already dark. Don't like it. Don't like it. I don't. And waking up in the morning and it's 7 o'clock and it's still dark, 6.30, still dark in the morning. Don't like that either. Um. Oh, I know I was going to tell you guys. I was like, what, what, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, look, tomorrow is a big day. 
So tomorrow, I've got at the Hornet's Nest Club meeting. It's a men's club, um, but obviously when they do big events, anyone can show up. You just got to buy your tickets or whatever. And me and Brett Winterbull and Vince Coakley are going to be the three panelists for tomorrow for well over, I think it's like 130, 150 people, something like that. They're going to be in attendance with many, many, many politicians that are either currently in office or are wanting to run for office. To hear the three of us pontificate on things that politicians should and shouldn't do when dealing with the media. And it's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Because I may say something that Vince Coakley may have had a completely different experience with. And so we have our own thoughts. And I have no idea what Vince is going to say. or And Winterbull has no idea what I'm going to say. But it's tomorrow night. And it's, we're going to be there. I don't know if I'm like, uh, yeah, it's tomorrow night. So anyways, but don't worry. I still got my show. Don't worry. Warnable still got his show. Everything's still good. But tomorrow afternoon at Bojangles Coliseum, Radio One, that'd be us, and the six, I think there's six radio stations under our, our umbrella, if I'm not mistaken. We've all gotten together and we've putting together this job fair for the sake of time. The first one was so successful a few months ago that we decided to do another one. Now, the job fair is for HR company, you know, HR professionals and companies to put booths out there so people looking to work, you know, can go out and say, well, you know, yeah, maybe to that. No, no, I'm not interested in that. It's, so it's like 650,000 people have been told about this for over the last month, every single day, just about, across all the social media platforms and everything else. So, and on the airways. But I got a list here of some of the jobs. Now, if I were going to look for a job, not saying that I am, just saying if I were going to, hypothetically, hypothetically, a lot of construction jobs. Like Blythe has a lot of stuff out there. And Price Brothers, we're looking for like construction plumbers and machine operators. And they can make some good good money. CDL drivers, right? Then Atrium Health has like 2,000 job opportunities. They're going to be there. The Cabarrus County Sheriff's Department. Billy Graham Evangelical Association. You know, Billy Graham Library. The Carolina Renaissance Festival. They got like 40 jobs remaining. They keep emailing us going, hey, tell everyone we got jobs. True fact. It's not a fun fact. It's just a fact. I've never been to the Renaissance Festival. Ever. Ever. I, I don't even know if the opportunity has ever been afforded to me to attend the Renaissance Festival. I don't even think I've ever had any fan, friends that go, hey, Brett, let's go up to the Renaissance Festival. I've known people who've gone, but I've never really thought about going, and no one has ever approached me about going. And I don't know how I would feel about going. I got to say, I enjoy it. Um, I've been, been doing it. I've been, uh, my parents started um, when I was, you know, sort of a little kid. Uh, it was a fun thing. You know, went and bought a, you know, wooden sword and ate a turkey leg and watched the jousting. And 
You know, uh, I went last year. That's about what I did uh, still. So, <laughs> you drink mead? Oh, yeah. Drink a little bit of mead. Um, I will say make sure you bring cash. Okay. They are cash only. Learned that the hard way yeah. the first time I went uh, when I actually had to bankroll it myself. <laughs> um, and the lines for those ATMs are no joke. Okay. So, yeah, bring right. cash if you go. Yeah, never been. And I got news for you. I ain't dressing up. I ain't dressing up for that. Um, other things that are going to be out there tomorrow, if you guys are interested, or you like maybe got kids that are interested, or relatives, or whatever, there's going to be all kinds of food and beverage stuff out there, jobs out there, you know, sanitation, obviously, Charlotte area, or the, excuse me, the uh, the CAT system is going to be hiring. There's sales out there, uh, Charlotte Mechanical, landscaping, again, all kinds of uh, contracting stuff and construction stuff. There's like home care. Uh, tax tax preparers. If you're if you're a retiree and you're looking, you know, let me just do a little little th- something on us on the side. Lowe's Foods, um, the ABC, the Mecklenburg County ABC Board. They're looking for stuff. Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office, um, all kinds of stuff. Samaritan's Purse, Sunbelt Rentals, all kinds of good stuff. And if I were looking for a job. I don't know what I would be. Lo- Actually, I do know. I know. I know exactly what I would do. If I was looking for a job, I would do one of two things. Well, actually, I take that back. I do one of three things: crisis management, because you can go to school all you want until you've sat in my shoes on how to handle the media. You have no idea how I think or what I'm going to do, or how I would go about doing it. Like if CMS decided to pay me a lot of money, a lot of money and hire me as crisis management, I'd tell them how I'll go about doing things. Because they don't know. To this day, it infuriates them that they have no idea how I get my info. To this day. And it definitely pisses off the school board. So, but I'd either go into crisis management, some type of um, media relations slash PR, but most likely, probably outside sales outside sales, face-to-face, which is what I do as a journalist. I do face-to-face stuff. I'm always trying to sell me so you guys will tell me information that you're not supposed to tell me. And that's outside sales. I'm going to sell me, and if it's a decent product, the product will take care of itself. But if you don't like me, you don't trust me, you're not going to buy from me pretty much no matter what the product is. So probably outside sales, crisis management, something like that. I wouldn't be a reporter again. This is... Unless something really crazy happens and I get a, uh, an offer I can't refuse, this would be my last job in the world of, as a reporter. I'm not doing this. I don't think I'll do this anymore. Like I said, I may be here for 10 years, but I don't envision me going anywhere else unless it's an offer I just can't refuse, as they like to say in The Godfather. All right, everyone. Look forward to tomorrow. I appreciate it. Don't forget about the job fair, and I'm sure I'll have lots of tales to talk about on Friday considering this panel discussion. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.